Yo, welcome back to the Take Two podcast. I'm your host this morning, Caleb Cruz, and with me, my co-host is Aaron Whetstone. And today we are interviewing Kaylee Johnson and Travis Wilhelm. Full-time campus ministers here at Trine University, and I know what you're saying. It's the first episode back. What's going on? Where's Kaylee? What is happening? Well, she's our guest today. We, as in Aaron and I, are going to be interviewing Travis and Kaylee, talking about uh, different questions that we have for life life after graduation. So first off, Travis, Kaylee, how are we doing today? Doing good. Yes, yes. I'm glad to be here and uh, excited to answer your questions. Yeah, feels weird to be on this side of it, but I'm excited for that. That's really good. That's really good. Aaron, do you want to lead off with the first question this morning? Yeah, for sure. So what was it like stepping into God's calling after college? Mm-hmm. Well, that was a long time ago for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I, boy, I think, I think the excitement that gathers around uh, graduating and taking that next step into what's next, right? And uh, for, for us, it was to stay here and do campus ministry, but to um, every other graduate and uh, senior, you know, it's to step out into a new arena, into a job or to grad school. It is completely different. Um, but I think when you know what you're going to do next is, yeah, ordained by God and that you're fulfilling a calling and that there's um, opportunities. Oh, it's pretty exciting. Um, But there's a lot of unknowns, and I think that really we'll dive into with a lot of other questions of, like, yeah, life looks different now, you know. Yeah, I would echo the excitement part of it. at least for me, I'm, I love stepping into new things. And so it was exciting to step step out of what I knew of being a college student and into like a calling, a career, um, however you want to phrase that. Um, and so, yeah, like I think there's a lot of excitement even when it looks different and when it could be like scary of like, you know, I don't know what my community looks like now. I don't know like where I'm going to live. I don't know all of these. There's all these unknowns and it was still like, it was exciting to step into that and, and trust God through those things. So you mentioned community. Like, how did you find Christian community be outside of college? It take, takes a while. <laughs> I still feel like part of me is looking for that, honestly. Um, but I think one of the most important things is, is finding a church home. And, like, I took that first summer to really find where that was. I, like, pray into that, like, okay, God, this is what I want in this family. This is what I want, how I want to serve. Like, what could you, like, show me where these things are possible, um, where this community is possible to find? Um, and then once I found that, because, like, he didn't answer all of those things, and he made it really clear, like, hey, you should go go be at Cedar Creek. Um, it was like, okay, now I have to find my people within this community. And I think that's the part that takes longer is to establish deep relationships with people. Um, and that's just the more time consuming process of finding communities. Like you're not just, at least most of the time there, there are scenarios where I feel like you can walk into somewhere and you're like, yep, we're friends and we're going to have this great relationship. Um, but like I found the place and now it's just 
developing those deeper connections and deeper relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And to echo what she said there, I think uh, as I talk to a seniors and alumni, I think church is really that key place that we end up finding community. And I think encourage students in, um, yeah, when they're trying to find a church that they're looking, if they didn't already think about this, they're going to look for churches with people who have other young adults that are at the same phase of life. And so uh, my story was like, we got married right after college and then we had a church there and there was like a cool small group of all these like young marrieds but it's funny because uh, I feel like single people feel this way in that you know unless you go to a church with a lot of other single people you then feel like I don't fit into the church until I'm married when then I was married and then I was in the Sunday school class with all these young married with kids and we didn't feel like we fit in until we had kids and so so we got pregnant quickly after that, you know, and then fit in, you know, but, uh, um, peer pressure. Yeah, it really was. We're, we're like, it's in the water. Like all these women are pregnant, you know? And, but, but I, I say all that to just like recognize, like it, it is challenging and, uh, and, uh, to find a community. And I think it, it takes a lot of, takes a lot of time and community just looks different than what community looks like right mm-hmm. now here at Trine and CCH. Cause it just, it can't look the same, right? Like you, you work a 40 hour week job and you later, if you have family, they have commitments and then there's like, Oh, and then there's like my church community as well. Like but currently, like 24-7, seven days a week, all of those things are like intertwined together. And that is wonderful here. Sad that the rest of life isn't so cohesive. that. And I think that's where we have to really shift our mindset. Community just is going gonna, is gonna to look different. Otherwise, we're going to be really, really bummed, you know, that, that we're missing something. We're missing something. Um, what can that look like, though, is, is a really good question, because I think if we're intentional, inviting people over to our home and spending time together and like doing things together, whether we're, you know, let's, you know, single married families um, and uh, but single people, sometimes they find themselves around a bunch of coworkers and people in church that are all married and they're like, dude, I got all the time in the world. Like, let's hang out. And they're like, ah, yeah. And they're not as available. And that, that I think is a, oh yeah, <laughs> I'll echo that. That's and, true. And, 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 it, and it's, and it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bummer, you know, and, uh, and it's a part of that, part of that relational difference and change and shift, um, that goes on. And, uh, so I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. Those are, those are great answers. I think that that kind of, I know for myself as a senior, like I get nervous, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot about different things. And I think that you guys kind of answered all of that, but then also like adding on like the excitement to that, like it is a new phase of life and God gets to use you in different ways. Um, which kind of leads me to my next question. How would you say, if at all, your relationship with God changed after college? I think I learned to depend on him more, um, because of the things that were changing um, because I needed to find another community. Um, there were a lot of things that I couldn't control, that I couldn't, I couldn't piece all of these things together. I'm not, I'm not capable of developing a deep friendship 
without like God interceding and doing something divine in like a place that I've never been before. Um, and so I feel like I just spent so much time like in prayer, like, like God, would you provide these things for me? Like, I know you're capable. Um, and so like, I just kept having to like, and I still have to like, just keep returning to him. Like, um, like beyond just a church community, like having mentors has been like a huge prayer. And like, I still am like, Hey God, like, is this, should I, should I ask for this of this person? Like, is it good for me to like have this person as a mentor and like just depending on him to provide, provide people and like provide a place to live to. <laughs> like that first summer I was like still living at the girl's house and I was like, Holy smokes, like where the heck am I going to live? And, um, like what can I afford to live in and watching him like put all of those things together too. is like, yeah, yeah, it just grew my trust in him. Mm-hmm. That's great, and I, I, I guess so. Similar story or different story, but similar situations where I think we we begin to realize that the things that s- help sustain me and my faith and my relationship with God was maybe the community. And so when I don't have the community in the same facet or to the same intensity, then I I have to rely more on on the Lord and. That, you know, with that, I think then comes trust and comes really seeking after the Lord as well as, and this is what Kaylee was saying, and I was thinking this, is like the questions are bigger when you leave college, right? Like, where do I live? Or financial decisions or um, relational decisions. And, and like I, I'm navigating so much of new things going on or many alumni they move to a new area and then they're, they're, they're completely starting new from scratch. And so they are so needing Jesus in their life right then. And I think that's where the disciplines we build into our life now really come to fruition and become such a lifeline in, in our lives. So you're talking about something new and new places. So like a new church, how did you guys get plugged into that? Mm-hmm. For me, it was all worship-related. Um, I knew that I wanted to keep serving on a worship team, and I knew my capacity of doing that, even though I was staying here, was going to change. Um, and so it was like, where where is there a place for me to get? Like, where is there a need for me to step into also? And, like, that very quickly it was just, like, my community, my people, like, Thursday night rehearsals, that's where I was going to get to know people. That's where I was going to get to know their stories, where I was going to, like, develop any sort of friendship with people was going to happen on a Thursday night at rehearsal. And so I think finding finding where, where a church needs you to step into is helpful in finding community. Mm-hmm. And, and personally, I had it pretty easy staying here. I'd had a church at Pleasant View that I'd had, we had gone to, and so we just continued. So we didn't do the whole come to a new area and have to find a church. But talking with alumni that do that and just hearing how they go about it, like it, 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 is, it is something to navigate. Like what is important to me? What am I looking for in a church? And, and oftentimes it comes down to, you know, people or sermon like the preacher or the worship you know and and they're i think you're going to rate those three things i know alumni who you know end up end up finding themselves at a at a small church but the people love them so much they just felt such a part of the community you know 
And that was like their leading factor, right? And other people, you know, like it, it, it's the sermon or it's the worship. It's, it's all of that together that ends up helping them find a community or where they can serve or that there are other young adults there. And there's a community that I can dial into. And I think we have to figure those things out, and especially for those, you know, graduate and then they get married within the next year or so. Then they figure it out together, and now you have actually two opinions. And that's a whole other conversation because there's <laughs> just two of you that would rate those things differently. Like, hey, what's most important to me on down? And I believe that, that it's wise to visit churches multiple times, like maybe three, we- three Sundays in a row before trying another another church out and uh, and moving around, but but there ought to be kind of a, a game plan. But but to be honest, is talking to many alumni, it's hard to do that right away. I don't know how many alumni I've, I've talked to after graduating in May and it's August or, or maybe even homecoming, I see them again and I might ask them about, hey, did you find a church? And they're like, no. And it's not that they're slackers, but um, what happens after after you graduate is like all your friends start getting married. And so, yeah, I was home one weekend and I was gone another. And then I went to my house another. And you just don't literally have all of these Sundays in a row to like check places yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So it takes time mm-hmm. upon time. That was, I'll, yeah, I'm going to jump into that because my when I first graduated, I think I had during that year, I had nine weddings. And so most of those were in the summer, and so there were a lot of weekends where I was like, you know, I'm traveling to visit these people and, like, going on vacation with my family and going to all these weddings. And so I didn't get to do the, like, you know, visit this place for three weeks. And so I was like, here's my list of churches. I went to all of them once, and that was like, I worked through that list as quickly as possible, like visit one each weekend. And then it was like, you know, didn't feel welcome to that one, so that one's going off the list. <laughs> this one didn't really have a place for me to, like, be involved. And so then I started just eliminating. And I was like, okay, these three I want to go to a second time. And then more intentionally the second half of the summer I was able to, like, here are my places. These are the places that I'm, like, I see potential for, like, becoming my community and jumping into that. So, Awesome. <clears throat> you mentioned alumni there. Uh, quite a bit. So from both of your guys' experience, what would you say is the number one complaint or problem that alumni uh, bring to you guys? You know, oh man, this was way harder than I thought it would be kind of kind of comments. So um, what, what do you guys think just based on other people's experiences? I don't know. <laughs> number one complaint. Or, or just one that comes to mind, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think the time that it takes to find a church or to get connected or just making the adjustment of, man, I'm lonely. Mm-hmm. I don't have as many things going on in my life. Um, and and the, you, you hear that in the conversation. They're not complaining, but you're hearing that as a burden. You're hearing that as, as like, yeah, you know, if I just got relocated to a new area and I'm having to reestablish myself, that this is this is more difficult than I realized, um, because what what we realized is is that when you came to college, like everything was it was like a conveyor belt for like here's how you like make friends and find <laughs> mm-hmm. a community, and off off you go, and and like life isn't that simple and it's so much harder and there's things you can't control. I mean, uh, 
you know, where you work or who you're working with, whether you connect with them and whether you connect with them outside work. And so relational, I think loneliness and just community, um, it takes a whole lot more effort on me to like make those things happen. But when I came to college, like those things were happened, like they almost happened for me and they were created for me. And I, I think that's one of the biggest burdens that, that I hear alumni that, they moved to a new area and they have that. I mean, there was even alumni that, that she had it all set up and then she moved for just six months to eight months and then even moved back to the way place she had it. And, it, and actually everything had changed. All, she was connected in her community and her church and da, 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 and relationally. And something in that six month time, every single one of them had changed. And now she's back in the same area and she's like, I am like lost. I'm, I'm alone. I'm, you know... And it was even the same area because even then where you're at, we live in such a fluid culture. Those things are ch always changing, right? People get relocated, they move, so forth. Yeah. I think one of the biggest differences in uh, like when you come to college versus when you like step out into the like real world is that everybody coming into college is experiencing new things. And, like, we're all trying to find community at the same time where you step into the real world and it's, like, I'm trying to find community and you guys all have it figured out. Right. And so you're, like, trying to insert yourself into somewhere where, like, at college you're, like, yeah, we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. We're all trying to figure this out at the same time. And so I think that's really where it becomes, like, I have to do these things is because I do. Everyone else is, like, not everyone, but, like, this community you're trying to step into, like, they're established and they know it and they've got it. So <coughs> question going along those lines, um, you know, you talk about different relationships, like it's harder to build a community after graduation. How would you say that the relationships that you had in college, how many of those would you say are still around? Is it similar to high school, like where you might see them once in a while or text them once in a while? Um, I don't know, just like what, what should we expect as graduating mm -hmm. seniors? Mm-hmm. What's your experience been, Kaylee? Yeah, I feel like I have a pretty unique experience because, oddly enough, most of the people I graduated with, only one person moved more than an hour away. Wow. Like, and that's Aaron Rohde. Like, <laughs> you guys know him. Like, he's the only one that, like, moves states away. Everyone else is, like, roughly Fort Wayne, Angola-ish area. And so... We're all still pretty connected. Our relationships, I would say, have changed vastly, though. Like, pretty much everybody got married. Like, some of them are starting families now. And so, like, we have these friendships and we see each other, like, somewhat frequently. But, like, the level on which we connect is now very different. Like, we're not doing the same thing every week. We all have different jobs and different lives. And so, instead of being like, oh, dude, like, this thing that we all did together was really cool, it's like what did you even do in the last month? <laughs> like, I don't know anything that's going on in your world. And so the, the dynamic of the friendships is very different. And so it still requires a much different effort than college. And how often would you say those connections happen? Like, and I guess how? Like, are you seeing them in person or is it text or yeah. calling? And then, I mean, you kind of touched on it already, but is it mostly just like catching up or mm -hmm. reminiscing? Mm, that's a good question. Um, they, overall, those of us that like live around Angola, we, 
especially now that Connor has graduated, like started a small group together that meets about every two weeks. I am like never there because I'm always busy <laughs> when those happen. And so I feel like there's a good sense of community starting with them though, where they're like, we see each other consistently. Like we get to hang out and like we, we know what's going on in each other's worlds. Again, the first like year we had like no idea. We were like, Hey, we haven't like seen each other in a while. Let's grab dinner tonight. And like would catch up. Now there's more consistency on what's going on. At least that's the vibe I get from them because I haven't been around enough to like know that. Um, the reminiscing and like thing is, I do think we do a lot of reminiscing though. Like we we look back very fondly on college memories <laughs> and like laugh a lot about those, which is really good. Like I think there's a there's a healthiness to that and like enjoying those things together, but. It is, like, I don't know. It's harder to connect on, like, what's going on in life now. Uh, especially for me, because it's, like, I'm still living this college life. And, like, you guys have all had to leave it. And that's, like, at least weird on my end to be, like, yeah, I'm still doing all the same things. <laughs> and you're doing very different things and living different lives. And so it's just different. It does seem to take an intentionality that I feel like that group of people took a little while like several months they were talking about, you know, we ought to get together, we ought to do something. And then somebody just had to be that initiator and be like, all right, we're going to start getting together regularly, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that's true. We've had alumni that have gone to several worked at Parker Hannafin in Syracuse at one time, which was like crazy. There was like seven engineers that were there. They were all CCHers, all graduated within like one year of one another. And I think they had a connection and a community even through work, and then their lives did. Um, I see that in Fort Wayne. We see that in Indianapolis, where like a bunch of them end up in an area. And but then I think they have to be intentional to be like, let's get together. Let's whether it's a every two weeks or monthly, or um, they feel that they desire that. And um, uh, but it takes it takes that extra work because maybe with all those people that's in your community, Kaylee, you're talking about, they all go to different churches, right? And uh, yeah. they're all working at different jobs and there are different phases of life and uh, intentionality, I think, helps bring those together. Um, and I think proximity helps a lot um, is what I'm seeing through the years. Um, and I don't know who texts back and forth, but probably you lose touch with a number of people, unfortunately. And you hate to say that, um, because you never think that'll happen, <laughs> and uh, um, but you reconnect at different points, and uh, yeah, and some people just naturally are better at that than others. Like I realize I'm just not good at that. Yeah, <laughs> like out of sight, so out of mind. Like there's so many people that like within those first five years of graduating that, yeah, like I didn't like reach out. You get so into your thing and your new things, and you forget about those things, and. Um, and you send each other a Christmas card, you know. <laughs> yeah. And every once in a while, there's a new person on there, and you're like, whoa, why'd that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's really hard to, like, with that of, like, you get so invested in whatever you're doing, like, whatever your daily life looks like. And so the people you work with or the church community you get plugged into, and it's like, I desire to stay connected to all these people that are nearby, too. But it's, like, at the end of the day, like, I only have so much energy to pour out. And so if I'm always, like, pouring into, like, work and my church community and, like, maybe one or two other people, like, 
friends start to just kind of fall away and it's not that you're not friends anymore it's just your level of friendship has changed your dynamic has changed so travis you've been here for i mean longer than most of us have been alive mm-hmm. <laughs> ouch um, <laughs> just a true statement so i guess true. from your perspective you know, you're around trying, you build relationships with a lot of people over the course of three, four years, sometimes five, and then they're gone, and then sometimes they come back. Mm-hmm. So what's that like from from your perspective, for mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, learned, I've learned to be able to um, be, be good with this rhythm of investing in, like, because students have always been, like, my friends, you know, like, when they're here. And so, but then, then they leave and I tell you, it took, it took a long time to be, you know, almost excited for their graduation and leaving, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I tell my kids when, when, when they're growing up, I said, everything has a beginning has an end, you know, and the state of our friendship here changes. And though, though the, the, the saddest thing is not so much even, yeah, the saddest thing is that I don't get to like walk with them in their next phase of life. And so they're going to go on and get jobs and get married and like have families. And, and, and it's like, man, I wish that we got to like do that together still, you know, but you're all over the place and, and, uh, that's not realistic. And, uh, so that, that is, uh, that is the, the sad part of it. And I think not that I've become immune to it, but I just know that that's just, that's just how these relationships work. And we will work hard to stay in touch with one another. But the, the level of knowledge of what's going on in each other's lives is going to change. You know, um, they know what's going on in my life because it's, hey, you're doing campus ministry. <laughs> but they're doing like so many other things. And I wish I knew what was going on in all their lives, you know. And so that, that, that's something that has uh, become... Something I've learned, learned to uh, be good with and okay with um, the saying goodbye. Yeah, I think like something that I have to remember too is like friendships are two way streets, and so like I don't always have to be the one to like reach out to these people. Like, like when they're students, it's really like yeah, like. So, like, my job is to, like, make sure you're you're good, like, to reach out to you all the time. And, like, I have to remind myself, you know, like, these friendships that are, like, deeper than just, like, a staff-student type of friendship, like, they're going to go both ways. And, like, they're going to reach out to me and be like, hey, how are you doing? Like, I haven't talked to you in a while. And, and those are ones that I, like, will probably cling on to a little bit more the further down the road they get to. But I absolutely love the weddings that become a CCH reunion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get to connect with people. Those are the best, right? I mean, sure, you can follow them on social media and you know, like, snidbits of what's going on in their lives on those that are really active. And, uh, yeah. So, Travis, I see you've brought a book with you today. Mm-hmm. And it's called After College. Is What's that about? Yeah, so navigating the transitional relationships and faith, uh, an amazing book that I read this last year that puts so many of like my thoughts and so many of my uh, experiences with college students into this document that that was um, that I bought a handful. I still have like two of them left. If anybody wants them, um, 
that is just an amazing read on, you know, um, you know, the sections deal with the transition, embracing the change that you two graduates um, are are facing, um, and really how to how to start that at the beginning of really your senior year, that transition, the finishing strong type idea, all the way into finding friends. We're talking about this community, community, you know, um, and uh, relationships. Like even talking about like your relationship with your parents is going to change, right? It, I mean, it already has, but then it'll change again, you know, and and that looks different, right? You know, um, talks about. I mean, even gets into talking about like dating, like. Well, that looks different um, than it did in college, you know. And um, so, yeah, um, to financial faithfulness and money management. And so it has a lot of stories uh, written. Uh, this author worked or has worked at, at Penn State and worked with college students. And so she just has tons of really good illustrations and stories of, like, <coughs> these are the struggles that this person was going through or this is their situation. So even that book, like what, what other books ex, um, other than the Bible have really influenced your life? Oh, man, I read so much, guys. It's hard <laughs> for me to remember what books are specific. <laughs> um, there's one. Um, it's called Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership. And book is written specifically for people um like that do ministry but I think like after reading it like this applies to anybody and uh, but there's a section that talks about like the loneliness of like leading people um and like assuming like you're going to go out and get involved in a church and serve and like lead in some capacity somewhere else still um I think there's an aspect of that that just like translates to life after college of like there is this aspect of loneliness, like Travis, you've already mentioned this, where it's like, my life is so different, and like, I'm not with people as much, and like, things just look vastly different, and I would say that book was really like, just give me a helpful perspective on, on what that looks like, and why that exists. One of the books that I read shortly after graduating, I mean, just remember, like, in those first several years, was really good for me and my soul was Victory Over the Darkness by Neil Anderson. And it, it addressed and talked about our identity in Christ. And that was just a new idea and a new concept to me and what that looked like. Um, also dealt with just baggage in my own life that I had and finding freedom from that through uh, really focusing on who God says I am over what I think of me, you know? And I think that when I was more at a place of life, I mean, where I say more alone, I just didn't have this community. I wasn't a student. I was an adult, um, had a family um, involved in the ministry here. Like I needed that. I needed that soul care and I needed that idea um permeated in my mind of my identity uh, in Christ. Dang. Um, I have another book I was going to throw out there. Um, I read a book called Sabbath by Wayne Mueller, I think is who it was by last year. And that was really good for me. Like trying to figure out new relationships, new friendships, new depth um, was like, okay, you have all of, like, 
you have all of this time with some like air quotes around it because I've never feel like I have that much time but like there was this new aspect of like free time and it was like okay how am I gonna like pour into this and how am I gonna take care of my soul and this book called Sabbath goes through like all of these different like ways that we can practice the Sabbath because that looks different for all of us and that was just really good of like man take that day every week and just like invest in your relationship with God like do these fun things with him like enjoy life with him um and I think that's something that helps like combat the idea of loneliness or the feelings of loneliness is like man I'm like pouring deeply into this relationship every week and like I have that thing to look forward to or like yeah like I'm gonna go do that I'm gonna go for this hike and just like spend time in creation and um that was really helpful in that first like few months Hmm. one other thing that I was really wondering about um just because I feel like throughout the course of college we've like spent a lot of time trying to build these habits you know like carve out time and and do different things and um I guess I'm curious from both of your perspectives you mentioned like sometimes it's easy to get lonely after college and you you work these 40 hour weeks so in theory you have like more set schedules so I'm curious from your perspectives how have your habits changed I don't feel like we I have at least I don't feel like I have a good perspective on this because my I don't have a schedule that looks like that (laughs) like my schedule is very much like all over the place still um yeah, I don't know if you have anything, Travis. I think I found that there's such a need, though, to structure certain things into my day, uh, being that, you know, over over time as I've, you know, had kids and so forth, uh, easily my quiet time just kind of went away. And, and that I had to, I don't know how many years ago it was, let's say 10 years ago, I just said, you know, I, if, if I'm going to spend time with the Lord, I have to get up earlier than everyone else in my family. And so that was 6.30. And it's like, I don't care what time I go to bed, I'm waking up at 6.30. And I just made that commitment. And that was just a game changer for me. Because though I had the discipline in college, and I knew it, when life came to such a routine, it, it, it fell out of that routine so easily. And I think that can happen with your family or whether you're just working a lot your job and you're tired. And, and uh, that I think in every season of our life, we need to recognize that we need to make sure there's things in our lives that we're structuring, that we're carving out time to have. I mean, just like I tell students, every summer you go home, like you've got to carve that out or guess what? You're going to get to the end of June and go, man, I really haven't done fill in the blank, you know, because you didn't carve it out at the very beginning. And so um, when I started doing that, that was huge as far as my disciplines go. Um, That was the main one that I felt like was so significant. Yeah, I, like, so, uh, like Natalie and James being, like, two of my good friends, like, that live somewhat of, like, a 40-hour <laughs> week because Natalie's still in school um, and doing, like, PT stuff. But um, I think they have, like, established a good idea of, like, what weekly structures look like and how to, like, do that as, like, a married couple. Like, like I know almost every night of the week they have something that they do and whether it's one of them is doing something or one of, or they're both going to do it like they've just established like 
hey, these rhythms are really good for us every week. And so, like, yeah, you go to this Bible study with the men on Monday night. I'm going to go study. Or, like, Tuesday night, we're going to host a small group at our house and invite everybody over. And, they've like, I've just seen their, like, habits come together really well. Um, and that's something that I'm sure they had to be really intentional with. Um, but it's, like, been healthy for them. Nice. So... Aaron and I, we thought it would be this outstanding idea, super funny. Um, you guys are both campus ministers. Travis, you've mm-hmm. been a campus minister for a little bit longer, long enough to have Jordan as a student at one point. Correct, yeah. Can you, like, it was Jordan any different as a student than he is now as a campus minister? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. <laughs> um, he was way funnier, you know. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. That's good. In, he was uh, funnier. No, he was no. He, he's funny he now. Was, I know he's really funny now. No, <laughs> no. It 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 probably more more the um more the it's it's so cool because like to watch him like mature and just grow up into like a man of God really has been really cool. So, I mean, as I think about sophomore Jordan that he and I, he was, he was the co-leader for freshman guys group. And that was kind of the first time we really like led together and worked together. And, that must and, have been awesome. Oh, it was, <laughs> it, it, it really was. And so, I mean, yeah, he's always had a heart for heart for God, but I just think the personal maturity is probably the thing that I've watched him, you know, in his life has developed and changed from going from, you know, a single guy to in a relationship to engaged to married to have a family, you know, to to watch those things progress and change and him as as just a man <laughs> mature is what I would say would be probably um what I've observed in him or differences would be that kind of maturity, you know. And then kind of a follow-up question with that. So Obviously, we have Kaylee, we have Ike, and Lance, you know, three, like, very fresh campus ministers, and it's easy for someone like Aaron or I, who have, you know, had them as peers, to just bash on them, you know, (laughs) make fun of them, clown on them. Would you say that Jordan went through that same experience those first three years as a campus minister? And do you expect to have Lance and Ike ever move out of that? Yeah, I think Jordan still lives in that. <laughs> a, a little bit. A little bit. Like but, people pick on him all the time, man. Right, right. But it wasn't the staff because the staff was like me and I think, I'm trying to think who, we had a female staff. So Rachel? Time. Rachel, I think at the time, you know, and so... Um, yeah, there wasn't the, yeah, there wasn't the bashing probably that, uh, <laughs> you know, that the hazing that these guys get, you know? <laughs> verbal hazing that is, you know, and, uh, back, back in the day. So. That's fair. I don't know. To me, it just seems like there's some things that I would be okay with saying to Ike or Lance just to bring them down a peg or two, but I don't think I could say it to Jordan. Like it's just one step too far. Right. So I wasn't sure if you like observed that at all. Absolutely. Very much different. Yeah. Yeah. There's a youthfulness around the office now. That's for mm. sure. There's a, there's a, there's a, you know, Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, the, yes. Kids running around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nice. So uh, on a serious note, 
What is one piece of advice for us seniors or even alumni that you'd like to give us? One piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think I think one of the hopes and desires that, that I have, that we as a ministry have, that would be just really an encouragement forward is to that, that you are able to take what you've learned here, what you've experienced here, um, and that you're able to use it to impact the body of Christ wherever you go. And so that looks different for each alumni, but, but given your experience, whether it was living in the houses or whether that was leading a mission trip or leading a small group or any of those things or just, you know, one-on-one ministry, that that, that then would, would not cease to exist, but actually you'd find a way to be a blessing for the church. I, I, I think I think you you two and your representative of every senior class is they have so much potential. And the church is desperately needing servant leaders, desperately needing your generation to step up. Um, the church is declining, right? The church is 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 uh, is at a hard time. There are so many things socially that are going on and uh, and I think I think your generation is needed uh, to step up and step into um, and not even wait for oh I've got to wait till I'm old <laughs> for for leadership I got to wait till I'm older to really get connected you know but uh, I think that stigma hopefully has gone away that was a stigma for a long time and uh, almost like you get earn your badges before you could serve or whatever but finding your way to jump in and contribute um, would be my encouragement and really our heart's desire for why we do what we do here is to impact really the church yeah I would say put in the hard work that it is to find people in community um like something that I quickly realized is that I was gonna have to go out of my way to make connections and so like I try to just meet up with people from my church where I'm like, hey, can we get lunch or something? And they're like, really? Like, you want to hang out with me? And they're, like, so caught off guard by it, but it's, like, so normal in our environment here. Um, But I think just doing the thing that's, like, harder and, like, you have to put yourself out there. You have to be the initiator. Um, You might have to initiate even, like, stepping into serving at a church, like, but do those things. Um, Because even if they're hard... Um, in the moment, they're the things that are going to, like, bring life and allow for, like, what Travis is talking about to happen. And so it, it does take hard work, but it, it's, like, worth it to to persevere and step through those things. Mm. Well, Aaron and I's last question for you two is, do you have any questions for us to spin it back on the original host, Kaylee, and absolutely just a unit of Travis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting nervous. Well, as you're facing graduation, what are your apprehensions about the next phase of life for you? I, for myself, I've always been someone that is really, I, I just get nervous around change. Um, I, I really don't like it um when I was graduating high school I can just remember like being really sad 
like a lot because I was losing my community and um, I was really nervous that I wasn't going to be able to make friends, which ended up being true for the first semester. Um, and so I feel a little bit the same way there. It's just like, I'm nervous. Like we have such an awesome community here and I have so many really cool friends and I'm just, I'm nervous that that's all going to change. And, um, and I don't know what the best positives are going to be, but I also don't know what the worst negatives are going to be. And I, I want to make sure that I guess I prepare myself for the worst and hope for the best. And I guess that's just kind of my mindset and just, I don't know, nervous about that. Yeah, I think I've gotten to a point where I'm excited. I'm excited to see where my life goes um, because I like I know here, like I've built that community. I, I've seen that, like been part of it um, and excited to build a new one, essentially. Not saying that I have no one back here, like I have people to turn to and I have like a firm foundation here, but to start somewhere new, I'm really excited. And yes, I'm very nervous. I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know exactly what my job's going to be entailed. Like there's a lot of worry and stress, but I I think I've gotten to the point of, yeah, I'm excited. And hopefully we get to a point where we just have to pull a Kaylee and and rely on God more. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully that that ends up working out for us. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I actually have a question for you guys. At, at least about like graduating. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it could be about anything. It could be about anything. Yeah. Let's go. This is kind of related to graduating, but if there's like one thing from community ministry life at Trine that you want to see out in like the real world, what would that thing be? I think f- for me, um, being a big part of community and even in CCH was I was really passionate about the women's ministry and like getting women involved and uh, making it a larger part of the community, I guess, if that makes sense. And so going forward, my job is probably going to be a very male dominated occupation. So just seeing the women in that field. Also, if you don't know, I'm probably going to go into like police or, or law enforcement. So that's where I'm coming from. Um, but to see the women in that and, like, hold them accountable, I guess, too, and, like, not even in the church, but in my occupation, like, I want to build that faith um, in women in the church and in the occupation and the job. I'm excited about that. I think for me, um, as someone that's planning on going to grad school and, you know, living in West Lafayette, conveniently very close to David Denniston, who is going to be living in Lafayette and, you know, we've been talking about living together and things like that. I think one thing that I really would like to bring is just having like an open space, you know, I think kind of going back to what Travis said earlier, like just being connected to people. Like I would really like to just, you know, text or call people that are graduating with us this year and be like, Hey, you know, you want to come out to Lafayette for a weekend and hang out with us? I think, just having that that willingness to be open and available to people. Um, I know p- when I was applying and got accepted to live in the house, that was something that um, Adam and Lance and Zach were all telling me was like, you, know, you got to be willing to have your space, like be open to other people because at the end of the day, you got to realize it's not your space. And so I think that's probably the one thing that I really want to take with me. You know, you can always joke about the whole, 
God's truck with, you know, Lance and his truck. And so I think I'd like to have that same mentality going forward. Same, same with me. Cause like I've told a lot of, a lot of the girls, I mean, anyone in general, but a lot of the girls, like there's always food in the pantry. There's a couch, take it, Mm -hmm. you know, if you need a break from school, here it is. Yeah. Living life beyond college. Like that's really cool. (laughs) That's the goal. We'll see how close we get. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Oh, I've got faith in you guys. <laughs> you guys can do it. Let's go. Well, with that. You going to wrap us up, Caleb? I think I'm going to try yeah. to. And if I mess something up, <laughs> then uh, Kaylee will figure it out for me. Um, so, yeah, just want to thank all of you listeners so much for listening to the first take two of the semester. Get ready for some excellent episodes. It's not the first one, dude. It's not? No, oh. this has been going on for weeks, man. Have you not been listening to him? No. Um, <laughs> the first one back since the fall retreat, probably. It's also not true, but... <laughs> Winter retreat. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, now that I've embarrassed myself enough, thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you did listen to this, make sure to drop by Travis's office and just give him a good old high five. Oh. Say hi. Uh, and then he'll know how many people listen to it, and That's then right. he can tell me how many people listen to me botch that. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. Uh, love you guys. Aaron, anything? Nah. Have a good one. <laughs> All right, Kaylee, what did I miss? Download the CCH Trine Download app. the CCH Trine app with a direct link to the Take Two podcast. Yeah, follow us on social media. Stay in the know on all things CCH alumni related and student related. It's good information. (laughs) Huge shout out to Mariah and Morgan walking by right now. (laughs) If they don't listen to this, you know how embarrassed they should be. Probably about the same amount as I am. Uh, With that, thank you and good night.